On today's podcast, we're going to talk about some pretty sensitive uh, topics. Right. We're going to talk about survivor's guilt, uh, suicide, and, and the effects of um, be, you know, gunshots and um, mm-hmm. uh, assault rifles. Right. So if you're a little bit sensitive, if, uh, if this is a tough topic for you, this may not be the podcast for you. Um, and just uh, check us back next week for right. our next episode. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Today we're going to talk about some sad news that we've had over the past couple of weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in uh, mid-February, uh, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. we, um, we we recognized the one-year anniversary of the Parkland um, right. shootings, um, where 17 uh, students and teachers and you know, youth and adults were were killed, um, and 17 more were injured. Right. Um, and we have followed this story over the course of the year, and mm-hmm. it's we, we've you know learned about how these students have been working to elicit change and, and mm-hmm. try to make a difference as it relates to you know safety in schools. Um, and we we learned recently that within the last couple of weeks, uh, one of the survivors from Parkland um, actually uh, took her life took her um, through suicide mm-hmm. um, and suffered from our main topic today, which is survivor's guilt. Right. Um, but since um, she committed suicide, um, and that was um, March 17th. March 17th. Her name was Cindy Aiello. Uh, two other students, oh. uh, two other individuals, one right. one other survivor from Parkland, and one survivor from uh, Sandy Hook, right. um, have also uh, taken their life uh, by suicide over the last uh, couple of weeks. Right. So we had when we heard about the first suicide, we were. Uh, stunned, I mm-hmm. think was the right word, because you're right, uh, fe- February 14th, it was Valentine's right. Day of 2018, so um, almost a year later, so again, she was probably, uh, it resurrected right. all those strong feelings in her, because what her best friend mm-hmm. was killed right. um, in the shooting, and um, so we get to the one-year anniversary, and then about another month later, uh, she, this woman sadly uh, took her own life, um, and they had and they, I said, the, the media and mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. people who weighed in on it, um, called it survivor's guilt. Right. And um, that's part of the story that we want to talk about today. And for several reasons, uh, we were not able to post, do this podcast when we wanted to. Right. Um, we had planned to do it a couple days after right. um, this student took her life. And lo and behold, we got to the weekend and there was a second suicide mm-hmm. um, related to the Parkland shooting. And then a day later, on March 24th, mm-hmm. the second suicide was March 23rd, about a week after Miss Aiello. And then the next day, a father of mm-hmm. one of the victims of the Sandy Hook killing, and th- those were first graders. Right. So it was a group of first grade kids who were killed at Sandy Hook. And one of the fathers um, took his own life. And it was interesting because he had started a foundation mm-hmm. um, when, when people suffer these tragedies frequently, they take their grief and they pour it into right. other kinds of activities. Uh, one of the most famous would be John Walsh, right. whose son was kidnapped and killed, and he has devoted his life mm-hmm. to tracking down these criminals. America's most wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, this father started a foundation um, named after his daughter uh, to study the brain mechanisms underlying mm-hmm. aggressive mm-hmm. behavior right. um, in, in people who, uh, who do these um, horrendous acts, horrific right. acts. So. Um, so now we have three suicides, and it and it the first suicide um, reminded us uh, of something that we often 
the, the nation often forgets, we uh, become aware of the mm -hmm. shooting right. and the news media converges mm -hmm. onto the uh, site of the shooting. Right. And there are uh, videos of children uh, exiting the building, you know, ho uh, holding the shoulders of the person in front of them and they're escorted out by uh, military uh, police or, or policemen in military gear. And, um, and then after the, um, after a day or so, mm -hmm. the news media, and then we tend to think that it's over. Right. Okay. So there were, in, in, at Parkland, there were 17 uh, victims. Mm -hmm. But what we forget is we know the mortality, 17 mm -hmm. were killed, but we forget about the morbidity right. and we forget about the grief right. that, that continue right. long after the shooting. And so you have morbidity is all, are all the injuries. Right. You know, there were 17 people injured, and some of these are going to be life. Right. Um, for the rest of their lives, they will be dealing with the injuries suffered mm -hmm. uh, as a result of the injuries. Uh, the people in the Boston Marathon bombing. Right. There are people who lost limbs. Right. People who have had multiple surgeries. Right. And so the more the morbidity is going to continue right. for the rest of their lives. Right, and and we're talking about physical injuries, <coughs> but also emotional and mental injuries. And that's the third one. The yeah. grief, the right. grief will continue forever. Absolutely. I mean, there are people whose lives were changed, were altered forever, mm -hmm. and it, and we were thinking about that with Miss Aiello's suicide, but now we see this father mm -hmm. whose grief had resulted in a foundation right. now results in his own death. Yeah, and taking well, especially his own life. you know Sandy Hook was. Was years it was ago. several years ago. So, um, you know, it's it, it does, as you said, it, it brings to to focus the importance of this ongoing, um, the ongoing right. grief and the ongoing challenges that people will have following these types of incidents. And you know, we we see it. I think one of the ways that we see it most deliberately is um, following 9/11. Right. You know. Um, you know, because so many people were because affected. so many people were affected, but also you know, and and it's it's fascinating when you step back and you really think about it because legislation that was was proposed and 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 um, and people were trying to to get it through to do different things for treatment and support for for the survivors mm -hmm. of of nine eleven and oftentimes some of the some of those bills and um, proposals were were squashed and they were not supported and it's you know again not thinking about these are lifelong consequences of right. these events and you know we think that okay it's cleaned up and it's done and you know the students are back at school and right. you know, testing mm -hmm. and everything is continuing as planned right. but we're not thinking about the psychological trauma that these people right. experience and we need to remember that I mean, all of us need to remember, and I think it informs the, you know, the whole gun, um, right. gun control debate. I mean, we're we're uh, we're all weary. Right. I, I think most of us are weary, um, of of the arguing mm -hmm. that's going mm -hmm. on. Not not right. we're not weary of the debate. We're it, we're we're um, we're we're worn out mm -hmm. about this whole gun control gun debate issue, right. because we tend to polarize it. Right. You know. So let's forget about the Second Amendment. Let's not even talk about the Second Amendment. Let's not even talk about getting rid of guns, okay? Right. We, we've said this on the program before. We need to have a dialogue because right. these shootings, the, the effects of these shootings don't stop when the news media right. goes to the next right. um, site. I don't know, there's been something like 38, there were 38 shootings after uh, right. Parkland, you know, or there's one every three weeks or something right. like that. Right. 
Um, and so we have to remember that the shootings not only result in deaths, but we have to remember the trauma mm -hmm. to the people involved. Right. Uh, we have to remember that um, there's um, survivor guilt, right. okay, uh, that goes on, and then the ongoing grief that that happens, and then PTSD, right. post-traumatic stress disorder, and and so so people are dealing with all of these other issues right. long after yeah. the shooting occurred. Okay, these are going to be lifelong consequences right. for these people. And when you consider the number of shootings that have occurred, mm -hmm. we're talking uh, and shootings or bombings or whatever right. you you know mm -hmm. whatever you want to put in the category, we're talking about a lot of trauma right. that we're trying to digest. Okay, mm -hmm. and so rather than arguing about let's ban all guns or let's talk about the second amendment let's have some kind of a dialogue because mm -hmm. we do have right. we have a <clears throat> we have a problem of, of of national proportions that continues for every set of victims right okay, so that right. this isn't going away and these are fellow citizens who are really struggling so we really should have a debate about what to do about what to do about guns what to do about trauma what to do about survivor <laughs> guilt and we're not having we're not having a there isn't a there isn't a productive dialogue Right, and that's right. the problem. Yeah, it, we can't we can't have a discussion mm -hmm. because we all we kind of dig into our own camps, and right. it doesn't allow us to have a, a, a true discussion of things. So, mm -hmm. but let's um, yeah, let's, talk let's talk a little bit about survivor's guilt. And you know, most of you listening probably have some idea as to what we're talking about, mm -hmm. and, and it's the the guilt or the um, you know the the negative feelings that we that people who survived um, a, an incident that where other people lost their life, mm -hmm. um, this guilt that they feel because they were the one they, they were able to survive and you know this loved one or this friend or this person that was important to them did not survive, right. um, and it is a persistent type of guilt that is it, it's different than bereavement it's different than the common. Yes grief that we go through and, and guilt that we go through um, following a, a, a death or a, a loss in, in our life. This is a this is a very specific kind right. that has to do with, you know, feeling bad that you're still alive. Right. Basically. Um, yeah, it comes out of the Holocaust. Right. Uh, the, the, the term itself uh, was first used back in the 1960s because Holocaust victims who survived mm -hmm were telling these stories, why me? You right. know, I remember um, Anne Frank, mm -hmm. uh, her famous diary, but her father survived, right. okay? And so why, why did he survive and his children die? Right. And, um, and so the phrase was first um, born mm -hmm. um, when it came, uh, because of the Holocaust, right. okay? Um, and since then, it's, uh, we've learned more about it. Right. Uh, one of the things that I didn't know was Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Had right. He was a twin. Right. Um, the other twin died in utero. Right. But he struggled his whole life with survivor guilt. And right. if you take a psychoanalytic right. approach to his life, um, he was driven, and he was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, father figures and mother figures, and all these things. Yeah. And some people feel that it was all related to right. the fact that his twin brother died in um, in utero. Right. Um, and so. Um, there's another issue. I think there were some other things we wanted to talk about with mm -hmm. specific to survivor guilt. But the victims of Columbine mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are now adults right. and they're parents. They right. are now parents. Right. And one of the most um, stunning examples of survivor guilt happened to one of those survivors. 
Columbine happened in 1999. Right. So we're, you know, enough years. So now th those students at Columbine have grown up and mm -hmm. they now have children. Right. And one of them, they've, they've interviewed some of the survivors, and one of them, her name is Amy Over. She was a senior in April of 1999. She dropped her daughter off at preschool. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is how many years later? 99, oh, 90, 20. 20 years later, mm -hmm. right? So 20 years later, um, she drops her daughter off at preschool, and as she's walking back to her car, she collapsed. Mm -hmm. She thought she had a heart, she thought it was a heart attack. Mm -hmm. It was the trauma mm -hmm. of right. watching her young daughter go into the school, mm -hmm. brought back all those memories right. to the extent that she actually collapsed and thought she, she was probably having a panic attack, right. okay? But she thought she was having a heart attack. Right. That's how profound it was. And this was 20 years later, right. just dropping her daughter off at school. And, and that's the challenge associated with, with survivor's guilt, but also PTSD and some of the uh, anxiety disorders in general, uh, right. panic-related disorders in general, is mm -hmm. that you know it strikes without any. I, sometimes it strikes without any identifiable trigger. That's right. Um, you mm -hmm. know, she as she was walking back, she wasn't necessarily thinking right. about 1999. She mm -hmm. wasn't thinking about what happened to her when she was in high school. Right. Um, but her her brain, you know, sort of the the, the deep recesses of her brain pulls back these these emotions and these memories and it and it strikes her you know right in the limbic system that's right know? and and that's what it is it's deep in the recesses of your brain it just mm -hmm. doesn't go away these these events are so traumatic mm -hmm. that the effects stay right. for years and years and years and they could be tr they're triggered 20 years later right. 30 years later 40 right. years later and um, and it really signifies the importance of of therapy and working through some of these these issues Early on, you know, early after the mm -hmm. uh, the trauma, so that you can so that you can have a way to process it and prevent it from being you know sort of stuffed down in those deep recesses. Right. I mean, there's still the risk there, but mm -hmm. you know, when you're dealing with it and you're 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 managing and working through it therapeutically, you know, you're going to have a better um, the better potential of, mm -hmm. of being able to handle those those issues later in life and and not have the, that recurring. Right. Um, effect. You know, we had a family gathering uh, a few days ago, and uh, we were talking about this. You know, it, it came up because I was telling them that we're going to do the podcast because they started talking about the suicides and how tragic they were. And I said, "Well, we're going to do a podcast." And one of the people there knows about the Marshall University right. plane crash, mm -hmm. the football. I think it was a mm -hmm. football team mm -hmm. wiped out the, almost the entire team, yeah. and one of the survivors. Um, of the football, he was a coach mm -hmm. and a recruiter mm -hmm. for the Marshall football team. Um, he uh, one of the one of the other coaches had to get back to to Huntington, uh, right. Huntington, yes, Huntington, where the university was, to get to his daughter's game or mm -hmm. match or birthday party or something. So he said, "Well, you go ahead. I'll drive back. You go ahead and take the plane." Mm -hmm. The plane crashed. Then guy died. Mm -hmm. He worked. The guy who gave up his seat and survived was a he, he worked for one part of one more year and then had to quit mm -hmm. and he just took a job in uh, manual labor mm -hmm. he stopped coaching and teaching yeah. and all that and later on said that I sat with almost every family mm -hmm. right. to recruit these kids yeah. and told them I'll take care of your son right. when he comes to the university and um, I didn't 
Yeah. And that, that was his feeling that, that he not only caused, directly caused the death of this of his friend, but he said, I just, I couldn't deal with my promise to them that I'd take right. care of their kids. And so he took years off. Mm -hmm. Now he has returned, but right. it took years for him to get over his survivor right. guilt. And mm -hmm. Travis Barker, uh, mm -hmm. the drummer, right. was supposed to be on the plane that went down with, there was a group of musicians. Uh -huh. I don't remember exactly when it was, but he stayed behind for some right. accidental reason. Yeah. Um, or no, he and two other people survived the crash. Yeah, because it's taken, it took 30 surgeries right. to fix his injuries. All of their friends and the pilot and everybody else in the plane mm -hmm. was killed. Two right. of them survived. He became a drug addict. I mean, mm -hmm. both of them had real serious problems. Right. Again, survivor guilt. So there, yeah. there are plenty of examples. So what it does is that it, okay, let's stop arguing about guns, but let's do something about the grief and the mm -hmm. trauma and the PTSD and the survivor guilt that, okay, you want guns, you want guns like this in the country? Okay, then let's deal, let's at least deal with the aftermath of all this stuff, right. you know? And so let's not ignore what's going on after these events occur, and especially after the news media leave the school right. grounds. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that those examples that you gave are 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 good um, illustrations of you know people who often people who are at risk for for struggling with survivor's guilt um, see it as some, many times see it as either unfair um, you know it's not fair that I survived and they didn't mm -hmm. survive mm -hmm. or or they microanalyze it to the point where they they find a way that it perhaps was their fault. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. You know, Elvis Presley, for example. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it had, he had no nothing mm -hmm. to do with his, his twin, mm -hmm. you know, not surviving in utero. But that didn't stop him from, from struggling with it sure. because, you know, we, we find some reason to say, mm -hmm. you know, I, it should have been me or right. why wasn't, why it, wasn't me? it me? Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who, you know, gave up his seat on the plane. You know that that same How scenario do do could it? happen 900 times, and everything work out fine. Mm -hmm. But this one time, and so then he sees it as you know potentially okay. his fault that it happened, and it's 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 this attribution of, of blame that you attribute that you give to yourself right. Right. that mm -hmm. that really fuels this survivor's guilt. That's right. And so so as we as we think about these shootings, we need to get that picture of the news media out of mm -hmm. our head mm -hmm. and start to expand it to acknowledge the ongoing morbidity, all the surgery. Travis Barker had to have 30 surgeries, right. okay? Um, we, we read some accounts of the, New Zealand just banned assault rifles. Mm -hmm. They had that shooting at the mosque. Right. And um, they, they, so their decision was we're gonna ban assault rifles. So right. they're gonna register and ban them and get rid of them. And the, and the, the people, the man, the spokesperson said, they have no purpose. Right. They, they can't be used for hunting. Mm -hmm. They can't be used. For, they have no purpose. They're designed to kill, mm -hmm. and they have no. Nobody has any reason to own one. Right. They interviewed a surgeon mm -hmm. after after Parkland, mm -hmm. and she said a low velocity. The problem with assault rifles not only the number of cartridge number of bullets that mm -hmm. come out. It's, it's the velocity mm -hmm. that they come out. She said, normally if it's a handgun, mm -hmm. um, low velocity shell, if it hits an organ or a fragment hits mm -hmm. it, you can repair it. Right. The problem with these assault rifles is they're high velocity. Mm -hmm. And she said, if they nick an organ, 
mm-hmm. it explodes. Mm-hmm. The, the the volume, the, right. the, the velocity of the book makes it. The she energy transference is just there's so nothing great. to repair. She right. said it just it just disappears. The organ isn't yeah. even there anymore. Yeah. And so the injury is the injuries are so much. Even if you survive, mm-hmm. the injuries are so much more mm-hmm. horrific. Yeah. It, it's almost impossible right. to repair the damage. So again. It re- but that's what an assault rifle is designed to do, right. um, to, to do as much damage as possible. Right. Um, so, so New Zealand has banned them altogether. We're not calling, we don't have to have that argument anymore. Right. What mm-hmm. we're calling for as psychologists, as professionals, is let's acknowledge all the other trauma, post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. grief, and injuries. Mm-hmm that we have to deal with after one of these shootings occur. Let's at least have that conversation. Have that conversation and provide and and offer support and treatment and services for people who have been through that. Ongoing services. I mean, if the country, if our country is going to make a decision to have these kind of weapons around, Mm -hmm. then how about if we make the decision to deal with the consequences of having these weapons around, regardless of who does it, regardless of whether that person is mentally ill, regardless of the Second Amendment, the fact is we have that now thousands of, of people, mm-hmm. uh, entire families, who struggle every day with these issues, right. and we're ignoring them. Right. And, and that's the, the other tragedy right. uh, with these shootings, is that we're ignoring thousands of our fellow citizens who are struggling every day right. for years and years and years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we need to provide treatment. So we don't mean to be preachy, but yeah. let's have that conversation. Absolutely. Okay. So, All right. Good. Sorry to have today. to talk about that. But, yeah. Um, Let's take a look at it. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Well, that is it then for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. Mm